You're watching the community MMA. What up, what up? This is your boy Chris Cross. Checking in. This is the TC MMA podcast, aka the community MMA. And we got a studio audience today. You hear the dogs in the background? No big deal. That's just today's studio audience. So I'm I'm letting it be known now. Probably gonna hear them throughout the show. Just stick with us. It's all good. We got a lot of clips to play anyway, so we'll drown that out. A lot going on, man. The producers are saying, Chris Cross, you gotta work on audience engagement. So we'll engage the audience a little bit today in the QA. Big controversy over why I wear sunglasses. I mean, it's crazy. I'm like, so instead of MMA, you want me to talk about the sunglasses, Mr. Producer? And he said, yeah, you need to engage the audience. So we'll, we'll get into the controversy over why I wear sunglasses. It's crazy. I mean, you got all you got Hamza Chamayev getting ready to fight. You got some big fights last night, including a 33-second KO by your boy Bobby Green. We're getting into that in just a few minutes. That was crazy. You got these UFC officials all over the octagon. It's, it's driving me crazy. We're going to get into that as well. But you got all these things going on. The producers are saying you need to engage the audience. Well, Mr. Producer, a.k.a. Producers, but Mr. Producer, I hate to tell you, but we got to talk MMA first. I mean, it's just we'll engage the audience, I promise. I know I've been pressured on this, but we got to get into the fights first. Hamza Chamayev coming up. It's the main topic right now. Hamza Chamayev, what's he going to do? And it's crazy because in the whole comment section, you got like 300 UFC fighters, maybe less, maybe more, something like that, right? The one guy that you guys comment on the most, and then my favorite fighter, Hamza Chamayev, fights on October 21st. And then I started looking. I said, well, last year, because one of the kids played in a Little League playoff game, I was like, I think it was on a Saturday. And I'm like, oh, no. So I look it up. And nonetheless, it's October 21st. I mean, we're, I'm going to be in a playoff game when the most famous fighter in the world, easy, is going to be fighting. So I may miss the Hamza Chamaya fight. It's wild. But you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. Because our team's going to be in the playoffs. And we got to get a victory over whoever we play to get to the semis. So Hamza will have to come second, maybe. Unless the game's at 7 o'clock at night and we can, get, we can get it in and get on the road. We'll see. Because the fight started at 2 o'clock. Kamzai's going to be fighting at like 4. Oliveira Mahachev at about 4.30 or 5. And we're going to have a playoff game during that time. So it is what it is, man. Listen, I'm going to be at the playoff game. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. I'm trying to get this W. Our team's been working. It's been exciting. So... You have all that going on. I just want to make you aware of that. So you might get the reaction video late because I'm turning the phone off. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to come home and watch the fight and react to it, not knowing who won. So I want to make sure it's uh, authentic. You understand? It's got to be authentic. So you got the studio audience in the background. The dogs are grappling. You got to love it. Ooh, it's getting fired up over here. And it's freezing outside today. It is freezing. Mr. Producer, what's going on with... Uh, crazy bone of bone thugs of harmony what's going on with him i know he you know you got we got the bone on today we got the bone on today bone thugs of harmony right favorite group of all time no question not even outcast number two 
close number two, right? But Bone Thugs number one. And uh, I know Crazy Bone, y'all got it? Crazy Bone was in a coma, they say, fighting for his life. Um, and now I think he's on the mend. So you got Bone Thugs and Harmonies. Crazy Bone says he fought for life for nine straight days during hospitalization. Rapper Crazy Bone comes out of coma after fighting for his life for nine days straight. Okay, so he's on the mend is what it sounds like, okay? Because, it, listen, and if you don't follow Bone Thugs and Harmony, I'm going back to the early 90s, Tupac days, Biggie days, Easy e Ice Cube, all the, you know, NWA, the early days, the early days of hip-hop, true hip-hop, Bone Thugs and Harmony is still going strong. And I know nowadays you got... People just listen to the music uh, for the beats and for the sound. And sometimes I listen to the words and I'm like, what are they What are they talking about? Bone Thugs wasn't like that. Bone Thugs was about the words, the beats. They can harmonize. They can rap fast. They were trendsetters. Crazy Bone and Busy Bone are probably two of my favorites, although I love all five equally, right? But Crazy Bone and Busy, if I had to pick two, those are my guys. And Crazy Bone, probably just a tie for first. So if he would have went down, if he would have passed, I would have been hurt, man. I would have been hurt, like, more than any other artist or celebrity that I know. If Crazy Bone would have passed, oh, my God. Because I want to see him at least, I know it sounds crazy because he's 50. But I want to see him one or two more times before that point. I mean, it's just the words and what they say in the music, I couldn't agree with more of any artist they, they keep it real there's no uh they're not hypocrites at all and i just love that group man if he would have passed it would have hurt so thankfully he pulled through a lot of prayers coming from people it's great i know we're sliding off of mma for a second but just had to keep it real because we got the shirt on today so in case you noticed of course the jacket's covering it up but it is what it is but listen let's move on let's get into some of the reactions from last night you have bobby green and grant dawson now grant dawson is number 10 in the lightweight division. And Bobby Green's taking him on his biggest opportunity against a ranked opponent. Highest ranked fighter, I believe. Last night. And uh, Bobby Green got the job done over number 10, Grant Dawson. Here we go, Grant Dawson, Bobby Green, main event. And Bobby Green fought Islam Mahachev, the current champion, and got beat in like a minute and a half, two minutes. But this is still the biggest opportunity for Green because Grant Dawson is number 10 in the lightweight division, best division in the UFC. And Grant Dawson already throwing bombs early, lands a right. And Green always looking comfortable in the octagon with his hands down, looks very relaxed as he continues to come forward with that lead leg. And Dawson lands a right leg kick, takes a left. Oh, Dawson's down. Let's go, Green. Oh. What? Bobby Green KOs Grant Dawson. Holy cow. And Bobby Green jumps on top of the octagon, and he's fired up. He is fired up. And here's these UFC officials again, always trying to calm the fighters down. They got too many of them, man. Let Bobby Green celebrate a little bit. That's a big victory. Likely 10, 11, 12 now in the lightweight division. And Bobby Green is coming. And that's, a, I mean, 33 seconds. Forget about it. And look at these guys trying to calm them down. And I'm telling you, there's going to be a problem one day with these fighters and the officials. 
because they bring in 10 officials and these guys all need something to do. And they're trying to pull them down off the fence and telling them to calm down. Yeah, so all these officials, you know, it's like at a nightclub when you have 10 bouncers and it's like a small nightclub. Like, well, all these guys need something to do. There's going to be some activity regardless if there's any activity at all. And one of these, something's going to happen one day. Might not be for a little while, but one of these guys are going to get smacked. Because in his next fight with Joe Pfeiffer, and Bobby Green's KO last night was ridiculous in 33 seconds. It goes without saying. But then Joe Pfeiffer gets the win over Al Hassan, and then you have a UFC official literally screaming at Joe Pfeiffer, which he's so excited, he don't care. But try that with a Conor McGregor or one of these guys that are raged up after the fight. It's just, it's not going to go well. I'm just telling you. But they get away with it with Joe Pfeiffer. Big win last night over Al Hassan. Joe Pfeiffer takes a kick to the leg. And he lands a left-right combo. Now he's continually moving forward. Al Hassan a little shorter so Pfeiffer can punch downward. And Pfeiffer switching back and forth between righty and lefty. Oh, nice left uppercut with a big right. And a jab. Oh, he gets under Al Hassan. Big slam. Woo. And look at this. Piper's looking for the triangle. And Al Hassan's caught on this thing, man. Al Hassan is caught. Oh, man. He's not even fighting it either. He's trying to fight the knee, but he's in trouble here. And Al Hassan grabbing on the left arm, which is caught inside. And he's punching at the ribs. And boy, I don't know if that was a tap. That could have been a tap. I don't know. And Al Hassan is finished. And Pfeiffer is pumped, man. It looked like there was a tap right before he went out. But instead, the ref stops it afterwards. And Joe Pfeiffer's high-fiving everybody, man. Screaming at the camera, he's pumped. So big co-main event win for Joe Pfeiffer. And, you know, we went with Joe Pfeiffer in the prediction against one of my favorites, Abdul Razak Al-Hassam. But at the end of the day, we got to stay true to the predictions. We told you beforehand, we see the big slam. Gosh. And Al-Hassan got taken down and then right to the triangle. And Al-Hassan never had a chance from his back. So submission victory, Joe Pfeiffer. Yeah, so we didn't get into it, but after Pfeiffer's walking out of the octagon, right? And you already got like three, three, four officials in there saying, calm down, calm down. You just got, it's like if you score a touchdown and you got 10 NFL officials come out and say, calm down, calm down. It's like, man, get out of there, man. That's why they call it the no fun league for a while. They had to bring that stuff back. That's happening in the UFC right now. And he's walking out of the octagon down the stairs and he stops and he's high, you know, he's high-fiving people and he's waving to the crowd and stuff. And then this official looks at him and says, get down, Joe. That way, Joe. Like with him. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> one of these fighters are going to smack you up, man. One of these fighters are going to smack you up. I'm telling you, try that with Hamza. Or if Oliveira beats Mahachev, try that with him. Okay. Not likely, but listen. You understand what I'm saying. Then you have Morono versus T uh, uh, Yaquin Buckley last night. Great fight. Check this out. Now, Ricky Glenn grabs a glove with Dober, Dober versus Ricky and Glenn. the ref says Excuse fight me. on. So Dober's not happy about it. Glenn on his back. He's saying, come on, Dober. But Dober backs off, lets him up. And now Ricky Glenn. Ooh. Nice knee by Ricky Glenn. Oh, but he takes a big left. And Dober's coming forward. Standing lefty. Nice body shot with the left. And Ricky Glenn in a little bit of trouble now. Dober looking good. Oh, another big left. Ricky Glenn's in serious trouble. Takes another big left. He's on his back. 
the ref taking a hard look at this, and he takes two, three more. Boy, and Tyone usually jumps in and now, and now he does. It's over. Man, Drew Dober in dominating fashion goes down to his knees and just chills after getting the KO. Yeah, and it was Drew Dober, not Yaquin Buckley. Yaquin Buckley got the win by decision. No point in showing you that. But Drew Dober gets a big finish over Ricky Glenn. And uh, good night this past week. Not great, but good with the predictions. You know, good is not bad. We'll take it. As we pull up uh, the results last night. So we're 6-4. and four. Okay, we'll take it. De La Rosa lost. Conoco Murata won, but she lost. Hernandez definitely lost. And Grant Dawson lost. And Bobby Green made me pay because I should have picked Bobby Green. But I was trying to stick, stay true to the predictions. But Piper won. Buckley won. Dober won. Kowalkowicz won. Nate Manis. And that should be Aori Kalang. So we're 24-10 and 10 in the main event. Not bad. 267 and 148 overall. We'll take that. And it's been a solid year on the predictions. And uh, regardless what happens these next three months, we got a 19-win uh, cushion over the wins and losses. So we'll be well over 100 by the end of the year, and we'll take that every year. That's the key number, 100 more wins than losses. And we're there. So... You know, we march on now. We got UFC Vegas 81 this week before they go to the UAE. Or Abu Dhabi, I mean. You know, all the big, you know, the boys are back in town, as we said last podcast. The boys are back in town. But first, we got some big fights this weekend. Speaking of big fights, you got Jonathan Martinez versus Adrian Yanez. Let's get into that prediction uh, and fight three this week. Or maybe fight four. In the Bantamweight division, a UFC fight night. You got Jonathan Martinez taking on Adrian Yanez. This is American versus American. Martinez 18-4, Yanez 16-4. So two high-level Bantamweight fighters. Make no mistake about it. Martinez, one inch taller at 5'8". They're both 29 years old. They both got a 70-inch reach. Martinez fights left-handed, where Yanez fights right-handed. So let's get into the meat of it now. In terms of significant strikes and activity, uh, significant strikes per minute. Yanez leads there, 6.8 significant strikes per minute to 4.6 for Martinez. Uh, and Martinez can land a takedown, but just one like every six rounds. So on paper, Yanez is the better striker or at least more active. Now, Martinez has won five in a row. So don't count him out just yet. Beating Saeed Nurmagomedov, decision. Cub Swanson, KO. And then he had three straight decisions against guys like uh, Alejandro Perez, and Vince Morales. So, bottom line is he's got some momentum. Now, Adrian Yanez, 100% takedown defense. That's incredible for as many fights as he had. About seven or eight so far. He did lose to Rob Font his last fight by KO. That's a tough fight. Before that, he beat Davey Grant. He beat Tony Kelly. He beat Randy Costa. And a lot of his wins, four of the last five wins, are by KO with one split decision. So, this is a very tough prediction. And that's why this fight is even money. But I like Adrian Yanez to get the job done. I mean, you know, he doesn't have the same momentum as Martinez, but he did get in there against Rob Font, and he did get KO, but that fight should help him in this setting. So I think Adrian Yanez, with the activity, with the takedown defense, is going to find a way to win this fight. But again, Jonathan Martinez is no joke. It's not going to be easy. But I still believe Adrian Yanez is a slightly better fighter than Jonathan Martinez. He'll get the win standing on significant strikes. 
by decision here. Bantamweight division, UFC fight night. Yeah, so Adrian Yanez will take him. And this is a tough one. This week's going to be tough. I could just tell already it's going to be a tough week. Hopefully, you know, in the trenches here, last week, 6-4, and four, you just got to have a winning record right now. Just keep the, the wins piling up. Doesn't have to be 9-2. and 6-4, and 6-5 and five is fine. As the studio audience gets, gets riled up in the background for UFC Vegas 81. Yeah, the dogs are fired up. Everybody's fired up. We'll take Adrian Yanez. Now, in the co-main event, Jennifer Maya versus Vivina Rojo. This is going to be a big one, ladies and gentlemen. In the women's flyweight division at UFC Fight Night, you got Jennifer Maya coming in at 21-9, and nine, taking on Vivian Araujo, who comes in at 11-5. and five. This is Brazil on Brazil. We see this all the time, right? Both fighters stand 5-4, same height. Uh, Maya is 34. Araujo is 36 years old. Reach advantage goes to Araujo, 68-64. to 64. So she's got a 4-inch reach advantage. They both stand right-handed. Uh, in terms of activity, darn near even. They're both right around 4.5 or 4.5 significant strikes per minute, but it's Vivian who lands uh, takedowns from time to time, more than one every other round. So in this fight, if she can get two, that will be uh, above her average and would really help uh, solidify a victory. Now Maya, 57% takedown defense, coming off wins against Casey O'Neill by decision. And uh, Marina Moros, by decision, she did lose to Manon Fiorio and uh, Caitlin Chugagian, uh, both by decision. So that's a little bit above her pay grade, if you will. She had a chance to get those victories. She couldn't. They throw her two fights. She should win. She wins both of them. So, you know, she keeps, we're trying to find where find out where Jennifer Maya is. Now, Araujo, 82% takedown defense, which only solidify the fact that she's not giving up any takedowns in this fight, and she's going to want to shoot for some takedowns. Lost to Amanda Rebus and Alexa Grasso, both by decision. But she did fight well, like against Alexa Grasso. Um, she lost 153 to 126 in significant strikes, but did have two takedowns to none. So this is a fighter in Vivi, or Vivian Araujo, that's on the rise. This is a fight she's got to win uh, against Jennifer Maya, who's got a lot of experience. And even though Jennifer Maya is the favorite, and man, this is going to be a good fight, I got to go with Vivian Araujo, right? I got to see what she can do on the feet against Maya. I got to believe she's going to get two takedowns and win two rounds. That's what I got to believe, you know? But even though Maya is the favorite, I'm going with Vivian Araujo to win this fight. In my opinion here, women's flyweight division, UFC fight night. Yeah, let's go Vivi. We need to win from Vivi this week. We need to win from Vivi. It's going to be a tough one. Very good fight between Maya and Araujo. Make no mistake about it. And then in the main event, just gets better. Making it tough this week. Yusuf, Sodik Yusuf, first Barbosa, Edson Barbosa. This is going to be a great fight. Check this out. In the featherweight division at UFC Fight Night, you got Sodik Yusuf coming in at 13-2, taking on Edson Barbosa, who comes in at 23 and 11. Now, Barbosa's two inches taller at 5'11", but he's 37 years old. Yusuf, just 30. Barbosa has a four-inch reach advantage, 75-71. They both fight right-handed. Yusuf, 5.3 significant strikes per minute to four for Barbosa. So, Yusuf is landing uh, more significant strikes per minute. He's more active on his feet. 
neither guy really likes to land takedowns. I mean, very low takedown numbers. So this fight favors Yusuf on the feet just because he lands more significant strikes. Yusuf 70% takedown defense. That shouldn't matter. He's won every fight except against Arnold Allen, who's a pretty good fighter, to say the least. Since that loss, he's beat Alex Caceres, who was on a roll at the time, and Don Shanus uh, by submission. So he's looking well uh, in the UFC. Now, Barbosa at one time was a bad dude. I thought this guy, I mean, realistically could have won the title. But he struggled, losing to Giga Chikate by KO. Uh, Bryce Mitchell by decision. Uh, although he fought well in that fight, he gave up four takedowns. And Bryce Mitchell uh, just used control time. He did beat Billy Q, though, by KO. So he's 2-2 two and two in the last four. And Barbosa's a tough out. I mean, this guy can beat anybody on any given day. Let's just be realistic about it. But Yusuf, to me, is too good. This is a fight that he has to win. And it seems like you keep getting these fights where guys that I like, I have to go against them in the predictions. And that's just the way it is. Yusuf is a slight favorite here. I expect him to win. Not sure it's going to be a KO. It's probably going to be a decision fight. This might favor Barbosa that it's on the feet. So we might get a high output of numbers here. Finally, from Barbosa in terms of activity, but Yusuf's going to outpace him to move the 14-2, and two, in my opinion, featherweight division, UFC, fight night. Yeah, so another tough prediction there. You know, you got a guy you like versus a guy that's really good, and you got to make a decision. We lost on Bobby Green last week. Hopefully we don't lose on this one. But that's the way the prediction stands. We'll have to wait and see what happens, right? Don't want to lose back-to-back uh, main events, so the pressure is on this week. No doubt. Now it's that point. The producers want me to get into uh, fan engagement, audience engagement. So let's get into it. Here you go, Mr. Producer. In today's Q&A, let's get to the topics. Let's get to it. Reem Raw, my man, it's back. Colby has literally beat no one under the age of 37 and has done nothing that makes me believe he can beat Islam. But I don't... Uh, but I don't think that fight's happening anyway. Yeah, probably not. But it's fun to talk about because it is a possibility. I mean, if you get Islam win and Colby win, that fight's going to happen. But Colby's got to beat Leon. And Islam's got to beat Oliver. So, neither one of those are guaranteed to happen. Especially both. Miami Explorer. Let's go Miami. What's up? Hometown, baby. Home team. If Hamza gets the title, he can fight as frequently as he wants. He can fight once a month. Doubtful. Go listen to Joe Rogan and uh and Ganu podcast. The, the UFC slows these guys down sometimes, especially when you're getting into contracts. EP, since Hamza now a UAE citizen, I hope he can compete in next Olympic wrestling or BJJ tournament or something so that we could see him more active. I don't think anybody wants to fight him if he mopped the floor with Costa or probably only those Dagestani fighters willing to fight him after that. Yeah, I mean, it's... They're going to say, you know, Coach was washed up when he finishes him and all this, but at the end of the day, I mean, got to go in there and beat him. They're going to downplay the win, trust me. Can I ask why you wear sunglasses? Okay, so here's a big controversy, and everyone's weighing in on this. Let's see what they say first. Can I ask why do you wear sunglasses? Why do you care? Question mark. Wasn't, a- wasn't asking you. Pasha Boyer uh, replies. Bro was in prediction mode. With how well he picks its fights, uh, he's setting the mood, more or less. 
Yeah, okay. I like it. Because he's outside. <laughs> That's the easy answer. You are a clown. Some feel comfortable with shades on doing live feeds. You know, so the reality is I'm outside. And sometimes when you're doing predictions, your eyes are looking at the computer, looking at the stats and stuff. So it helps with that. But the real answer is just simply I'm outside. There's no controversy here. And this is what the producers want, right? Well, there you go, Mr. Producer. Audience engagement. I'm outside, therefore I wear sunglasses. Sun's out. You dig? At Dimebagonomics. No, the question is Hamza can survive both. Talking about Bo Nickel. I know, right? Well, we're going to see. We're going to see. Now, let's just see what happens with Costa. You're obviously not an MMA dude. He only fought one uh, good fighter in Burns and didn't destroy Usman. Whitaker, there are guys I think would uh, beat him. Okay. <laughs> okay. At Faz, you saw him get uh, smoked in the jaw by Burns' fight. Yeah, because he had to get down and wait. But okay, fine. Okay, fine. That's going to be a distant memory soon enough. Costa will gas out eventually with all the grappling you will have to deal with and mentally uh, making Costa mad, making him fight with rage, plays into Hamza's hands and game plan. Yeah, and that's why you see Hamza uh, already going at Costa with the the war of words, right? Because he's going to have Costa in there in a rage and that plays into your hands. Right, we we won a, a little league game yesterday. It was a JV game, right? So you got JV and varsity, and the JV team beat this team where we might play in the playoffs. And the coaches scream, "Wait to the playoffs! Wait to the playoffs!" Okay, we want y'all in a rage. Hamza wants Costa in a rage because then you're not doing your normal stuff, right? In football, you can jump a team offside. You can do different things when they're fired up because they're not thinking clearly. They're emotional. And that's what Hamza wants with uh, Paulo Costa. He wants him to be emotional in this fight. So that he comes out swinging. And then Hamza can get an easy takedown. Or he can just KO him. You know, so we'll have to wait and see. I think Hamza can do what he wants. And at 185, it's not going to be like the Burns fight. People are going to realize real quick what it is. And that's that Hamza is dominant. Absolutely dominant especially at 185 pounds when he's walking in the octagon at 200. I mean, he just looks, he stood next to Jack Hermanson and he made Jack Hermanson look like a, just look small, okay? Hamza is huge at 185. Don't get it twisted. But that's all we got to say. Listen, a little audience engagement today, trying to keep the producers happy. Crazy Bone is on the men and Hamza is coming. That's the gist of today's message. And Bobby Green 33 seconds last night. Forget about it. But for now, it's your boy Chris Cross. Hope you have a great day and God bless. Peace.